Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back with the wide receiver. UNC Football Scouting Reports 2023 season by Jason Staples, Inside Carolina's expert football analyst. I'm Tommy Ashley. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. us, rate us, review us, subscribe, all the good stuffs. Um, as we near college football season starting, camp opens August 2nd. They report August 1st, camp opens August 2nd. So we are almost there. This is the penultimate. Is that the right word? Penultimate. Yes, it is. You actually use it correctly. A lot of people don't. I've uh, been playing a, been a playing Scrabble a lot. So, you know, you got to use those words right. We would be doing quarterbacks at some point in the near future. But today, it is the wide receiver room. Jason, we talked a little bit in in the tight end section about debating whether the wide receiver room was maybe the second best room on the team, give or take. Wide receivers are certainly talented. Tight ends are certainly talented. Um, So let's get into these receivers. Andre Green Jr., he's the guy that a lot of people have a lot of expectations for him. He showed some flashes against Oregon. He's been mentioned as maybe the fifth guy, you know, fourth, fifth, maybe sixth guy in the spring going into it. You scouted him. You did a detailed report. He's a young guy, so limited snaps so far. But what would you see for young Mr. Green Jr.? There's so much to be excited for when you when you watch him move, when you see him on the hoof, when you, you, know, when you watch him move up close. He's one of those guys that you see in practice and you go, Okay, they, they, this dude's an athlete. Uh, you really like the the size in particular really stands out. He is a strong young guy. And uh, he's he, he brings a physical presence, a physicality to that position. And, and I think he's got really good burst and explosiveness for that size. I mean, he's smooth at 6'2 plus 200 plus. I mean, that, he's, he's a big guy. Uh, 
and I think he shows the natural foot quickness to be able to get off the jam at this level and, and above. So, you know, a lot to, a lot to build on. And, and really he's, he's the, he has all of the physical traits that you really look for in, in this kind of, at, for a receiver at this level, maybe, maybe not the, the run and hide fifth gear that some guys have. I think he's got basically everything but that, but, you know, he's got a, uh, he's got a lot to him that you, that you really like when you see him in, in, in terms of the traits. If, you know, if I were recruiting this team and I was just picking guys based on, you know, how they, how they're going to look in pads athletically and what I think I could get out of him as a coach in the future, he'd be one of the first guys chosen. Uh, and, and I don't think the recruiting ra- rankings, which had him very high, were were misguided. I just think he's he's a raw player at this point. He's still learning, but the raw material there is really really good. When you see him, and he didn't do much in the regular season, of course, um, but he comes out against Oregon. He looked like a difference maker against Oregon in his snaps. Tell me. Tell me why I'm correct in saying that. Tell me why there maybe we should pump the brakes just a little bit. Is there any any reason for caution? Because we'll get into some guys that have certainly proven it um, every game, every down as we go down the list here. But for, for Andre Green Jr., what is it about him that makes you think that he might not step up to the plate? Or what is it that makes you think that he will be a big factor this year? One thing Drake does is if you're on the field, there's a good chance you're going to get the football. And we haven't seen that in the past before Drake May, to be honest. Yeah, Tell me a little thing, bit more about Andre. The things that, that you really – that you notice – I mean, again, you, you see him in pads and automatically you go, okay, that guy looks the part, right? He's one of those get him off the bus early type guys. And Carolina's got a few of those. We've talked about those guys a lot so far. Uh, and – I think then when you watch him move and how smooth he is with the foot quickness for the size, I think he's got really good natural hip fluidity and, and, and pretty good bend for that size as well. So the movement skills and the size the the athletic package is right there. The question is, and, and see, this is the thing he didn't early enroll that makes it hard. You know, you're automatically starting out behind as a, as a wide receiver wide receiver is in a modern offense is a hard position to contribute early because you have to, there's so much processing you have to do. And, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast, so I won't belabor it, but you know, going all the way back to when I was in college, the rule of thumb was you had to by the second step of your route, you had to know what the coverage was and already be adjusting to whatever coverage, whatever coverage uh, changes happened after the snap so that you could, you know, make this route adjustment or make this slight tweak to where, what your yardage was going to be or whatever. Uh, let's say that, you know, the coverage rotates from cover one or from a two deep to a, to a single high, you know, that now instead of a corner route, you're going to cut that off short, you know, and make that into what looks more like a, an out route and undercut that coverage. There's a variety of different things that are going to happen, or, you know, that, okay, this, this uh, hitch route converts to a go and you have to know that by the second step of your route. Right. And you have to know, Oh, I've got to adjust my stem. I've got to adjust where my third step is going to be. And you have to do this while sprinting. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And then as you're coming out of your break with a guy kind of clawing at you or whatever, while you're still like processing all of that, the ball's already on the way and then you have to catch it. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of stuff that has to happen for wide receivers to really be good. In addition to all of the physical stuff, if you're going to play a lot and you're going to play a lot in a, in a modern pass offense, generally speaking, you're going to have to be able to do some of that stuff. You know that, Oh, okay. I need to adjust, adjust where I'm going to be here. I need to sit down here. I need to. And if you don't, and the quarterback throws it where he's supposed to on time and you're not there, that's really bad. So the thing is, if for early enrollees, you get that whole lead up and you can kind of go into the fall and your first fall is really, you're, you're fully learning and participating in everything. If you don't er enroll early, it's really hard to, you, you're, you're jumping in halfway in. And now you're really not familiar enough to get everything out of that first fall. And then you get finally your spring to, to learn. That's where he was at the end of the spring is sort of, he finally had his first full year and was catching up still. So the, the question really is how much then from what he was finally picking up and finally getting a little bit of understanding of in spring and, and getting enough reps to, to get comfortable with it in spring, is he then over, over the course of the summer and then through fall camp able to turn some of that stuff into muscle memory so that as you process, you process much quicker because you've seen this before. And then the, the connection between what you see and what you're doing is muscle memory instead of still thinking on your feet. Now you're able to do all of that quickly and not put your, put your offense or your quarterback in danger by not being in the right spot at the right time and all of that. That's where he's got to, he's got to make that, that step up. He's still a puppy. He still looked you know, reasonably raw in the spring, but he had a decent spring uh, and, you know, has a long, long way to go still in the off season, but the traits are there for him to be a guy that uh, cleans a few things up and all of a sudden is in, is in the, you know, clearly in the rotation and becomes one of the guys that, that can be trusted. Uh, and, you know, and the other thing is there's still some false steps and things like that, that are happening in his, routes releases that sort of thing at different points that show where he's where he's thinking you can identify some of those at times clean some of that up get to where he's comfortable and i think he becomes a, a core member of of what they're trying to do at wide receiver it will be interesting to see his growth another guy who got some run last year and who's also a buddy of drake may that helps when you're you're good buddies with the quarterback with qb1 gavin blackwell Jason, another guy, another talented guy that could that can get on the field, make some plays for North Carolina. Yeah, Blackwell. The first thing you 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 see with him is a guy that is is a really really effortless accelerator. When he when he runs, he steps on the gas and he just takes off. There's not a whole lot of of effort to him running fast. He's just fast and that that's a that's a real real benefit <laughs> that's a nice trait to have uh he's he's a uh a smooth player who again there's not a whole lot of effort to his movement he's a bit on the slight side i mean i think they list him at 175 you know i got to spend a little bit of of time chatting with him uh at, at the end of one practice last year and i don't i'm not sure he was 175 pounds 
Uh, and he's a little bit on the slight side needs to needs to get stronger. Uh, but at the same point, he's not a guy that is going to ever be a power player, right? He's not one of those guys that's going to, going to get his space, create space by, you know, using his body like a power forward. He's a speed guy. He's a guy that's going to, going to do it with subtle movement, with learning how to run the, run the brakes or running, learning how to run, uh, and change speed and all of that. And that's something that he started to learn a little bit last year. He was a little bit more of a one speed player last year in, in terms of a route runner. You could see him start to learn some of that. And that's, that's promising. Uh, but uh, that's for him. The, the real, the real, the, the next stage is basically learning how to create just a little bit more space as a route runner so that, so that defenders are not quite as close on him so that he doesn't have to make as many contested catches. And then you can start to use that, that speed. And again, I mean, 6.4755 meter in, in, in high school is, is very, very good. I mean, I think he's low to mid four fours in, in legitimate 40 testing very fast. You can get him over the top. Once he, once he's getting to that comfort level of, of learning to, to, vary his speed to do some of the subtle things as a route runner to, to create space. I think he can be a really good player. I expect him to be a core contributor. I, I think he'll get 200 plus snaps. I think he's going to get, you know, more than 30 targets or so on the season. Uh, and, and he could grow into more than that. I mean, I, I think he catches the football pretty well. Uh, two drops on eight on uh, 33 targets last year. It's not horrible. That's, that's 10%. That's right on where I, I normally draw the boundary for, uh, for decent and you know he's he's shown he can catch with his hands and that's something Andre Green also showed both guys have showed that they can they can catch they can pluck the ball with their hands which is really important uh to be able to to make contested catches and all that strong hands so a lot to build on here and again I think he's got versatility to be able to play inside or out with that speed Next guy is a guy I think, and I don't want to say overlooked, um, but it's a guy we don't talk about a ton for whatever reason because of, you know, Blackwell, Green, and the two transfers we'll get to, of course. But that's J.J. Jones. He he showed some flashes last year. I still remember we talked about the Appalachian State game with Nesbitt's return, but I still remember the, the throw from Drake May to J.J. Jones in a big moment in that game. What's J.J. Jones bringing to this team this year? Well, he, he's actually – he's even bigger than, than Green is, than Andre Green. I mean, he's 6'2 and change, 210 pounds, and he is every bit of that. I wouldn't be surprised if he was over 210 coming into this year. He is a big, uh, a big player and is a that, – that's, that's his thing. He's a, he's a sort of your, your, your prototypical X-wide receiver body, sort of big, muscular, angular type guy. You're going to have a hard time – just getting up and jamming him because he's just going to run right through the jam. Uh, you know, he has, has that, that length to be a, uh, to, to have a nice, nice, large catch radius. And last year, interesting thing. He was, he actually led the, led the team in number of routes run. So he was on the field more than any of the other wide receivers. And that's, you know, partly because downs and green missed games. But he had he ran 508 routes last year. Downs was was second with 472, and Antoine Green was third with 340. So that tells you how much they trusted him to be out there, and how reliable they 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 thought he would be. 
and he's a guy that as a blocker, that big body gives you some, some advantages on the edge. Uh, and he was third on the team in 50 with 51 targets on that, you know, behind downs and, and green. So again, really easy to overlook him la- from, from last year because he's not, you know, not as fast as Blackwell. He's not, not as fluid or, uh, obviously sort of physical oozing physical talent in the same way that Andre green is, but he's, he's not slow and he's a big dude with a lot of the muscle uh, muscle mass and all of that, that you want at that position. So, you know, he, he's a, uh, he's a, a solid player and, and that's what you want as that from that spot. Normally you you, you expect your Z traditionally your Z receiver uh, is going to be, you know, your big play type guy from outside receivers and your X is your reliable, solid guy. And that's what he is. The problem that he had last year really boiled down to drops and he had a few really painful ones, a couple that, you know, you just look at and you're like, man, you catch that. And that may turn the game. And he just had a few of those bad drops, you know, five, five drops on the season and a couple that were pretty, pretty memorable so um you know the thing is he still had 66.7 first downs per reception that's that means he was doing his work downfield uh but again was was just not quite as reliable in terms of coming down with targets i mean 24 catches on 54 targets you'd like that to be closer to say 36 catches on 51 targets there were just too many misses there that were just either not fully on the same page with Drake may or, you know, a key drop or just not really being able to fight through contested catches for him this year. The, there are two things that he, he really needs to improve to maintain his position in the, in the rotation. And I, I mean, he's going to play a lot no matter what, just because he's, he, he is that experienced player with a lot to, to offer, but he needs to create a little bit more space as a, as a, as a route runner. He's not the burstiest guy, but he can still get better and stronger as a route runner to create some space and make it easier on himself. And the other thing that he really needs to do is he needs to improve his overall contested catch rate. He needs to, when he's in a position to come down with a contested catch, he just needs to win those and he needs to win them at a higher percentage than he did. And he's capable of doing that. I think we've seen him do it. It just needs to be a higher percentage. And that's if he's able to do that, then I think you're looking at a guy that is basically splitting reps or, or more at that X receiver position again this year. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. That is J.J. Jones. We're talking with Jason Staples, UNC Football 2023 Scouting Reports. Again, it's Johnny T-Shirt, Kobe Paysor. Hmm. He, uh, he showed out at times. Funny story, listening to Nate McCollum, um, Kobe's number eight, correct? Nate's number eight, correct? Nate said when he saw number eight tattooed on Kobe's leg or wherever it was, he knew he wasn't getting eight from the young Mr. Pacer. What do you see from Kobe Pacer, Jason? You know, Pacer is really interesting because he, of all these guys, may have come in with the least buzz as a as a high school recruit. And then when you watch him play, there's there's a sort of intangible quality to the way that he plays the wide receiver position where he, he gets it. He, he's a receiver. That's just what he is, you know, and he, you know, he's not as big as, as uh, green or as JJ. He's not as fast as Blackwell might not be even as fast as green or JJ, uh, JJ. I think of those guys, if you stuck them all in a 40, he might finish fourth, but when it comes to find creating space and finding ways to get open, he he was open a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Pesor understands how to get open, and, and and a lot of that is his fluidity. He changes speeds naturally. He's not a one speed player. He understands kind of how to set a guy up, and all of a sudden you change speed and accelerate by him, or you you start really fast and then you hit the brakes. There's a lot of things that he does well and just understands, has a knack for it as a route runner. And he is a tough SOB too. I mean, working between the hashes at times last year, he, he's a tough guy. Um, actually, there were, there, there, there were certain ways trait-wise that he reminded me a little bit of Andre Reed, the, the guy from the, the Hall of Famer from, uh, from Buffalo. I'm not saying that level of play. I mean, that, that's an awful big ask from anybody. Andre Reed's one of the greats of his era. But just in the sense of like Reed understood how to get open and create space between the numbers and between the hashes and would take shots and still come up with the football uh, and and just was more open than he ought to be a lot of times in, in, in the middle of the field. And Pesor was like that at different points. Uh, and then, you know, 39 targets, one drop last year. That's a 3.3% drop rate. That's really, really healthy. That's that's very good. And 29 catches on 39 targets. So, you know, that's basically making sure that he's presenting himself as wide open to the quarterback and, and presenting himself for very easy pitch and catches. And he did a lot of that last year. And uh, 
last year going in, I was not sure. I mean, one of one of the things that I said in the in the in the preseason was, look, if Antoine Green or Josh Downs or both go down, there's a lot of unknowns in this in this group, and you know we'll see whether or not this inexperienced group can really step up. They've got to find a third guy, and you know if one of those guys goes down, it could be rough. And then both of those guys went down, and they still scored 60 points against App State because guys like Pesor stepped in and it didn't look like they skipped a beat. Yeah. Did he have the explosiveness that, that Josh Downs brought to the table in terms of, you know, he gets the ball and you're like, Oh, he could go not quite as much. He's not quite as bursty, but all sorts of wide open space, all sorts of, uh, of crafty ways to use his fluidity and, and that agility that he does have to its maximum potential. And, and this is a guy I really like. So working, working angles and all of that uh, in, in different ways to, to make it easy for his quarterback. He's a guy that's, that, that's going to play inside or out. I think he was, he came out of the spring as solidly as the number one, number four wide receiver option behind Tez Walker and, and Nate McCollum. And then, you know, you probably put uh, Nesbitt in there really as the number three. I think Pesor was really solidly in that spot as I guess you could say the third receiver coming out of the spring. And I think he's got a chance to maintain that spot in this year just because all of those little things he does well. I'd like to see him hand catch a little bit more. He body caught a little bit more than I'd like last year. So, you know, that's not ideal. But again, if you're catching everything anyway, you know, I'm not going to say too much. So re- really like this guy in terms of how he how he uses his uses what gifts he does have. Yeah, he, he the games you mentioned, I think App State and Georgia State, Carolina offense really didn't miss a beat with those guys in there, and, and that was an interesting uh, thing to to discuss going into last season. We'll see how it shakes out this season. See how they step up when they're the guys. Uh, now the transfers, and I mentioned Nate McCollum, but we're going to start with Tez Walker. This is a guy who is getting all the hype. This is the guy who's getting <laughs> hype within the program, outside the program. Um, you know, when I see national pundits talk about North Carolina and they don't mention this guy, that tells me they're not paying attention or they're just not. Or they haven't uh, talked to anybody in the building. <laughs> yeah, or they're just not. Because every time – there are two names that you hear when you talk to people in the building for North Carolina, new guys. It's Elijah Huzzy on the defensive side and it's Tez Walker on the offensive side. Jason, you've got him ranked pretty high, scouted, evaluated pretty high. He's got some more potential in there. He's Kent State. He showed what he could do against the big boys. What's he going to do for North Carolina? You know, I think this he's got a real chance of being a first-team All-ACC guy at the end of the year. Now, there are a few there, – this, this conference, ACC has some really good wide receivers in it this year. So, if he's not first-team All-ACC, it's it, I think it's going to be because, you know, a couple of those other guys – just balled out but when you turn on what he did at kent state and you see that he did it against washington they got a pretty good secondary and then against georgia they're pretty good they 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 were they were decent last year and he (laughs) he scored against both of them and ran away from those guys you go oh no he can run run (laughs) Like there's guys that are fast and then there's guys that can really, really run. And he's one of those. Uh, I would not be shocked if at six, two and a half, he's about 195 pounds. If 
when it comes time for him to run at the NFL combine, if he went sub four, four, you're talking about like serious wheels. This guy can fly and, you know, pretty dang good production last year, 95 targets, 11 touchdowns, which was 26th, by the way, in terms of touchdown rate for wide receivers last year, nationally. 41 first downs on 95 targets. That's that's really, really good. And five yards after each catch, also really, really good. Uh, and that's, again, because the guy can fly. It, you know, When he catches it on a screen, if he gets a block, he's got a chance to go. When he, when, when you know, what they're going to do with him this year, they're going to line him up mostly on the outside and they're going to use some wide splits. They're going to use some, some move him around in terms of splits and all of that, but they're going to give him some vertical choices. They're going to do a lot of different things to basically give him the opportunity to get a one-on-one with a corner and just run away. And basically all they're going to say is Drake, if you like that matchup, you hit the back of your drop and just run and let run and try to overthrow him because you probably can't. Yep. <laughs> just let it go. Just let it loose. Let that guy go and get it. And you got a chance for some big, big chunk plays. He's basically stepping right into the Antoine Green role from last year. And everybody knows how much I liked Antoine Green as a prospect. I mean, I, I was I've been saying for several years before that look, this is a guy that should should make an NFL roster. Even when he was getting hurt, even when some of the production wasn't quite there, I was the guy that was saying, I think he's got a chance to get drafted, a chance to get to make an NFL roster. I really like his his what he brings to the table, tool wise, and all that. He did get drafted, and this guy is, I think, considerably more talented. So, uh, you know, I think Antoine Green. What do you run four four eight at the NFL Combine four four seven? Walker's I think this, faster. Yeah, I think this guy's a good bit faster. Uh, I think I think Walker is gonna is gonna cause some problems for t- for teams this year in terms of being able to get over the top and be a downfield vertical threat for Drake May. And that's something, by the way, that this offense is going to do. I think better overall with the mix of players that they have and what Chip Lindsey wants to do as a as a coordinator how they're going to call it. They're going to, they're going to put more vertical stress on teams than they, than they did last year. And Walker is a big part of that. One thing I should have said actually in the, in the tight end uh, discussion is that the, some of the changes that they've made in terms of what they're bringing to the table offensively. So you're also going to see some of the inside guys get more opportunities in terms of verticals, getting down the field from the inside, partly because of what they're going to do with wide splits and, and the threat of the verticals from Tez Walker Suddenly you get a safety trying to get over top of him and trying to make sure that 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 isn't going to kill you. And now they're going to have that inside guy take a nice vertical in a one-on-one and he's going to run away, which is what we're going to see from the next guy, by the way. Yep. The next guy and the last guy we'll talk about in the wide receiver room is Nate McCollum. Uh, I referenced the story he told about the number eight and Kobe Pacer, but if you haven't watched the players lounge with Nate, Go watch it. I mean, he he's a he's a funny dude. He he is a uh, he's a vet. He's been around. Um, he's not afraid to speak his mind and tell you what he thinks. And uh, he has high high praise for a lot of this North Carolina program. A lot of the guys in this room, Jason, I like him. I, you know, nobody's going to replace Josh Downs, but he feels like and seems like a bigger, bulkier version of that. 
Um, he loses a little bit of the the twitch and all, but I, I think this guy much of the twitch. Of, he's just about as twitchy as Josh. Yeah, and he's he's more physical than Josh. I think you would agree with that. But just sort of what can North Carolina fans expect from this guy? So you watch him play. You know the clips of him from uh, from Georgia Tech, or you watch a, watch full games where he's getting getting uh, opportunities to to run, and you see him catching the football and all that. And the first thing that stands out is just the burst and the the acceleration. He is the burstiest of the of the players on this roster, and I, I don't think so. I think the different the biggest difference between him and and Josh Downs, there there are two big things. One is Downs is much smaller, and McCollum McCollum looks almost like a uh, like a, a a Carter, you know like a tailback kind of body you, you like, go back he, to he reminds me of a chain from a uh, Texas a and yeah similar type yeah similar like similar type where he's he's kind of a hybrid tailback slot receiver in terms of the physicality of it really good contact balance and all of that and you know josh downs was was a much smaller guy the other big difference is downs was you know i talk about like one speed guys guys that play at one speed guys learn having to learn how to uh, to play at different speeds and throttle down and do all of that. Josh Downs was like a five speed player. <laughs> He'd, you know, put it in first gear and then all of a sudden jump into fifth gear and then throttle down to third gear and then back into fifth gear. And his ability to gear down and accelerate and do all of that was a big part of what made him just such a dynamic route runner. And McCollum isn't quite as, you know, he's not one of those multi-speed players as much. But the overall burst, the ability to go from zero to full speed, I think is basically on par with what Josh Downs had. And I think he's faster than Josh Downs was in terms of the overall long speed. So if, you're, if you you know, line him up in a 40, I think McCollum actually runs it a little bit faster, just a hair faster than Josh Downs. Uh, but again, the, the, the big difference is you're looking at a thicker version, a little more contact, a lot more contact balance versus a guy who's a multi-speed player. There's your big difference. Everything else is kind of plug and play. And you, you look at the the fantastic balance that, that uh, McCollum plays with outstanding route runner overall, you know, one-on-one, he's going to use that burst and that balance and that speed and, and his strength to, create space you know a little different from josh downs who's going to use the you know sort of crossover dribble you know alan iverson level uh change of speed and change of direction to create space but mccollum's going to get comparable space and then the other thing is this is one of the things that kind of blows you away when you actually look at his at his past in 2021 he had one drop in 2022 on, on 79 targets, one drop. He has two career drops. Mm-hmm. And that's, by the way, playing with some sketchy quarterback, quarterback play <laughs> and some bad offenses <laughs> at Georgia Tech, right? No I mean, disrespect, but certainly not Drake May level quarterback. Yeah, this is, the ball is not showing up in the same spot every time there. And he's still coming up with catches, you know, all over the place because, you know, outstanding hands two drops in 109 career targets right i mean that's that that's really really good so um 
you, you know, and I think he showed decent feel overall as a route runner for windows and all of that. Maybe not quite as polished as Josh Downs in terms of settling down in zone and all of that, but basically as close to a plug and play player for Josh Downs as you could ask for to replace him. And a guy that I think can potentially be even more of a big play threat this year in this offense than Downs was in last year's offense. Yeah. So that's pretty good. You, you lose two NFL receivers and Antoine Green and Josh Downs. And I think you plug and play the two transfers. And I don't think those two transfers are actually going to be a lower overall level of play than what you got from the two guys last year. And they might be higher uh, as uh, on the whole as a tandem. And remember, Downs and, and, and Green didn't play the whole year last year. If these guys can stay healthy and stay on the field at those two spots, you know, that, that, that combined with, with uh, Drake May throwing them the football, that's going to make Carolina one of probably the two or three, I would say the two, one of the two most uh, feared pass offenses in the ACC and probably the most feared pass offense in the ACC because nobody else has got Drake May. So, yeah. and I think these two guys, if you look at McCollum and you look at Tez Walker, I think McCollum, he might start in the slot at every program in the ACC. I think there are two or three, you know, maybe Wake Forest with, you know, they've got a couple guys that, that, that would give them a run. Uh, Florida state is probably going to play a lot of 12 personnel this year where they're, they have a, an H back in instead of a, a slot and that H back might start over him in, in, in what they want to do. But I'm not sure anybody else has a, has a slot that would start over McCollum this year. And you look at Tez Walker, I think, I think he's a starter at the outside wide receiver. I think he's the number one wide receiver at basically every ACC program, uh, except for again, maybe Florida state and wake forest. I'm not sure he would start at either of those places. Cause they've got established big body receivers that they, that they want in those places, but he would play, he would be in the starting rotation at those places as well. I mean, these are, these are starters at every program or, or de facto in the starting rotation at basically every program in the ACC. Not a bad group for Lonnie Galloway and the Tar Heels, and certainly Drake May throwing them to throwing to him. Jason, overall, you sort of went there a little bit, but overall, this unit we talked about last year. We we know what they lost, and, and you hinted at what you thought the most feared passing attack in the conference. Um, overall, wh where's the sky for this group? We always say the sky's the limit. Wh where's yep. the sky for this group? Well, I mean, again, you've got some of that young talent. You get a, 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 you know, an Andre Green who suddenly starts getting closer to his ceiling this season as your third wide receiver, and all of a sudden, you you might be the the best overall group of receivers in the conference. You know, you, you you're talking about a, a national level receiving core, and then you got Drake May throwing to him. Uh, I think. Overall, you look top to bottom with the two the two transfers, and then you combine those guys with Pesor, you know, and JJ Jones sort of as the next next two, and then Blackwell and, and Green. And I think at that point, the combination of top level talent that has proven itself, and I think those are the the transfers, and guys that are that have that are young talent that have shown that they can play at this level. And then the young talent that hasn't quite shown he's, he's, he's played at this level, but has off the charts potential, you know, th that's a, 
that's as good a group as you're going to find. You know, I don't think there are 10 groups in the country that have six guys at wide receiver that top to bottom and overall top level uh, uh, talent are better than this group. I don't think there are 10. Uh, I think, I think Clem, I'll just put it this way. Here's maybe the best way I can put it. I think Clemson would trade Carolina for Carolina's wide receiver group straight up. You're setting the bar high there. And you're going to stick with it. I'm you, sticking been, with that. I will say you've been solid on these scouting reports in the past, and that's why people need to make sure they go check them out. I mean, you were all over Andre Green or Antoine Green, like you, like you mentioned. You've been all over players. Probably the most famous one you've been all over um, was a guy we'll cover next time <laughs> when we do the quarterback rooms. But for now, that's the UNC 2023 wide receiver group. Lonnie, Galloway, Lonnie Galloway's room is stacked with Drake May throwing to him. Jason Staples, I'm Tommy Ashley. He's done all the work. I've just driven Johnny T-shirt, sponsored us. Jason, I appreciate it. It's always fun. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.